Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing today? Today is day 46 and we're talking about today an equal partner. An equal partner. The scripture is Genesis 2 and 18. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day, another opportunity to come before your people, Lord Heavenly Father, to give them what I feel like it is that you have given unto me today, O Heavenly Father. Breathe life on it, O Heavenly Father. Let it resurrect something in somebody, O Heavenly Father, that we may be able to submit to one another, even as your word says. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. An equal partner, an equal partner. Genesis 2 and 18. Day 46. Let's get after it. The Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And I just want to say a wife, a woman, a lady, or whatever you choose to call her in the sight of God is equal to the man. Yes, the man has been given the vision. He can teach and lead and cultivate and protect and provide and and and. In and of himself, he is not enough. He needs someone. God said it's not good for man to be alone. Why? Because God is love. And if man is made in his likeness and in his image, man needs somebody to love. Old school music had it. Old school music had it right. They got it right. I tell you. The music used to be about love. Now, it's about lust. And the natural meaning that we were made for, that we were made to help each other, has become perverted. And the world only uses one another for what? For pleasures. Second Timothy says, men shall be lovers of their own selves, Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Love conquers all things. And we see that in 1 Corinthians where it says, Though I speak with tongues of men and, and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love and I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long. It is kind. It does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. 
That's the type of love that God wishes that we have for all of mankind. But for the wife, he says, love her as Christ loves the church. There is something significant about that kind of love. That kind of love requires you to give. Just like he gave. Just like Jesus gave. They gave everything that was near and dear. And Jesus says, by this, all will know that you are my disciples. By the love that you give, all will know that you are my disciples. Love is the prerequisite for discipleship. And when you love someone, mm, you love them like you love yourself. And you are not higher than yourself. So when you as a man address your wife, you are to address her as your equal. I already told you what love doesn't do and what love does. It suffers long. And sometimes love takes you to a suffering place. Think about it. When you lose someone you love, you suffer. You say, I wish that they were here by my side. That is what every wife should be to her husband. If she is not, we need to go back and find out where the breakdown is at. Is it in her or is it in you? You see, when you can't come together, the relationship becomes a hindrance. Why? Because where two or three are gathered together in my name, Jesus says, there I am in the midst. Your wife is your equal. She is your partner. You are two together. Your wife is your equal partner. You are not superior to her. You are the giver. She is the receiver. Genesis 2 says, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they shall be one they shall be one flesh. Why does the man have to leave his father and mother? Because he is the head. He has to leave in order to lead. There cannot be two heads in one household. He has to make a way for who he walks beside. Kings and queens chairs sit side by side. They sit right beside one another. Even though the king is leading, we as men need to default back to protocol. We ask, why does the man have all the responsibility? It's simple. Because we arrive first in the natural, that is. We got all the instructions and then the woman was pulled out of us. Not to lead, but to help. She is called to help me. And she is to aid in the process of leading. Hmm. She is something like a bookkeeper. She knows everything. Why do you think that every time you mess up, she brings up what happened way back when? Hmm. Because she's bringing things back to your remembrance. Hmm. Does that not remind you of the Holy Ghost? He is the helper. The wife is the helper. She helps you keep your affairs in order. Most wives come with a specific skill set that you have not quite mastered. They meet you where you are and help you get to where you are going. 
An equal partner will never have a child. Oh, I'm sorry. A man can never have a child without a woman. God's first command was to the man and the woman together in spirit, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion. And the man is not fruitful. He is seedful. So when he gives the seed to the woman, a child is produced and the child is called what? The fruit of the womb. For Psalms 127 and 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Mm. Now, Psalms 128 says, 128 and 3 says, Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Mm. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. God made it his business to talk about barren women in the Bible. And they all wanted what? They all wanted a son. Because the son is the one that becomes the next leader or the leader of the next generation. Women are our equal partners. I, I hear men say, I need to talk to the boss or, or, or I need to, I need to ask my wife about this. You know, I need to converse with her to see exactly what, what we going to do. Submitted men can do that. Submitted men can do that. Mm. Day 46, an equal partner. It's not enough that you are a man. Because even as a man, you cannot reproduce. You can give seed, but it takes a womb to produce the fruit. So men today, I'm just simply saying that when God pulled the woman out of you, he pulled a lot of feelings out of you. He pulled a lot of emotions out of you. He pulled a lot of different things out of you that she has that you don't necessarily have. And the Bible says for us to treat the woman as the weaker vessel. Now, that doesn't mean that she's weak by any stretch of imagination. He said, but treat her like the weaker vessel. Why? Because everything he pulled out of you, he put into her. And everything you are insufficient in, she is sufficient for. And that's what I want us to get to understand. Of all that we get, get an understanding. That we can't do it alone. 
even single men need values that a woman brings to the table. We need the value of a woman. Because she is our helper. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for uh, us coming to the realization of our wives being our equal partner. Not just our partner, not just our helper, but our equal partner. Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you right now. That you are mending together families. I thank you right now that you are mending together the husbands and the wives. The ones that have broken apart. The ones that have separated. The ones that are on the verge of separation. The ones that are thinking about it. The ones that are, 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 are at odds with the husbands and wives. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for rebuilding what you ordained. I thank you for rebuilding what you ordained, O oh Heavenly Father. Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, everything that has caused separation in the families, everything that has caused separation in the marriage, everything that has caused separation to come into the household, O oh Heavenly Father. Lord God, we bind it up right now and we send it into the pits of hell. Well, it shall not prosper, O oh Heavenly Father. Where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, O oh Heavenly Father. Right now, and we loose your power of unity, O oh Heavenly Father. We loose the power of togetherness, O oh Heavenly Father. Father, we lose the power of one, O oh God, because you said that when a man, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his, and they shall become one flesh, O oh Heavenly Father. Leave his mother and father, cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for oneness right now. We thank you for unity right now. We thank you for peace in every household right now. We thank you for love and joy in every household right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, increase the, the, the ability to be patient, oh, Heavenly Father. Because the enemy seeks to destroy that which you have created. That which you have built, that which you have bonded together, that which you have ordained, O oh Heavenly Father. So, Lord God, we ask you to uphold that marriage right now. We ask you to strengthen that marriage right now. We ask you to build a structure that is unbreakable in that marriage right now. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day.